How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Well, buddy, three things. Mm -hmm. One, I'm not Jerry Jones and my Cowboys. I'm not the owner of the Cowboys, currently valued at $7.64 billion. I am not the one person in Illinois who won the Mega Million, $1.28 billion. And I'm just sitting here, you know, spending my time with you, you know, waiting for ESPN to pick us up so that we can get, I don't know, Debo Samuel money, JK, uh, DK Metcalf money. You know, where's our contract? Yeah. So basically you're starting, you know, I don't like how I don't like the tone you've brought to start this episode. (laughs) You're you're just complaining about how you're not stupid rich. Rich. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that was you could have just said that. I mean, we we knew that from the start, but interesting facts to, to start us up. Uh, how about welcome to August? One more month without football officially, uh, which is great. Officially. Uh, this year is is kind of moving fast. Uh, we got to move on to our NFL preview. As I said, one month until actual football starts. We got to continue. We have four more divisions to get to today. We head to the NFC West and the AFC West. And this is a great time to talk, especially about the NFC West because of new contract extensions for up-and-coming wide receivers such as DK Metcalf. Congrats to DK Metcalf for signing extension. And then soon after, Debo Samuel finally gets the money that he's deserved after a fantastic season. And both of them get locked up with their respective teams. Um, and I think the main thing to talk about in the NFC West is, are the Ram, you know, is, is there any team that can really challenge the Rams uh, to take over that division? Uh, and then we get to the AFC West. And this is just, you know, one of those divisions that we've been waiting months to just talk about and preview because this, you know, when, when, you know, different shows and different podcasts and any sports person, you know, person that knows about football is probably going to give you a different answer to who's going to win this division. And no answer is really that far of a a hot take because of how good all four of these teams are. So it's going to be really fun to talk about this. Um, I have especially, you know, uh, some hot takes about maybe who's finishing last, uh, as maybe I hinted last episode. Or, you know, is this Chiefs team a little, you know, you know, overrated as we look at it right now? And you know, is is the is the missing uh, the missing transcendent piece of Tyreek Hill going to really impact this team more than we think? We'll get into that as well. Uh, but before we start today, we finally have a Deshaun Watson ruling. On his suspension. Oh, my God. Officially oh. comes in this morning as six games. Uh, so <laughs> not the entire, uh, you know, not the entire season as some of us thought. Then, you know, as not I even thought half. it would eventually be eight. They put him at six games. Let me read uh, first uh, just a little bit about this and, and you know, mm-hmm. comparison to some recent suspensions or some other, you know, suspensions that we've seen. Uh, when, when, when you look at Deshaun Watson... Uh, received a six-game suspension, and he'll lose less than a million dollars, you know, with his, how his, his contract works with the guarantees. Loses less than a million dollars. Did not face a fine of any sort. Calvin Ridley, on the other hand, makes a bet that his team will win an, a game in the NFL, got in, suspended indefinitely for the entire season, uh, and possibly could be, you know, they're saying it could be more than, than this season. Uh, so it could be more than this season. Lost over $11 million in his salary. You had DeAndre Hopkins, who just received a six-game suspension, so the same amount of games for uh, you know a, a PED violation. You had Josh Gordon, who back when the NFL was all over, you know, marijuana, was suspended over eighty games throughout his career. Uh, you had Vincent Jackson back when he was in the league. I don't know if anyone remembers this. Uh, had had uh, was pulled over for unlicensed driving and was spent suspended for four games. 
That's two less than this. And then you had Plaxico Burris when the whole fiasco, when he shot himself in the leg, was suspended for four games there. So you have Deshaun Watson who faced over 24 sexual misconduct lawsuits suspended for six. I, I think it's this. I'm not going to get up here and, and preach about, you know, uh, civil rights and all this, but I, I think it's something that the, the NFL needs to look out and say, you know, let's let's take some common sense. How does how does any of that make sense? You know, what what are what what kind of scale are we on? You know, where we're 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 just all over the place with our you know discipline kind of rulings. So it's just something that needs to be looked at the NFL and and I think they need to kind of regroup themselves and say, all right, what what, what are we what are we doing here and and what do we need to lay down so that you know this can make some sense? You know, when when people violate you know rules. This has been a problem from day one, right? This is I mean, the first thing the NFL did was get Goodell out of the way, right? Stop making him grand czar of punishment, right? Him and Troy Brown. So right. they give it to this outside counsel to do it. And she puts together this 15 page report and basically says, okay, six sounds about right. Like it's so arbitrary. It hurts. Yeah. yeah it just- you know, the, the Calvin Ridley thing is re- so excessive. It's scary. If he was betting, while having influence on the game, like playing in the game and having some influence, if he was betting for the other team because he knew his team was no good, he was betting for his team. Now, right. I'm not while I'm not, not condoning playing. it, right? While not playing. I'm not condoning it, but my God, they just, just got rid of him for 12, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole season, you know, 12 months, the whole season. They gave him, they gave Deshaun Watson six for inappropriate conduct with 30 something women. I don't get it. I, 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 you can't make this feasible or comprehensible to me. Right. It's, it's not so much, you know, getting on him for, you know, yes, we understand he was proven, you know, you know, innocent on, on a lot of, you know, the, the criminal charges. Not proven innocent, or, or just proven right. that they just settled because they couldn't come up with Correct. enough to, to was, have a grand jury to yeah, indict him. Was able to settle without you know facing criminal charges and all that, and, and that's fine. But you know the point we were making was you know this has to do with with you know uh, you know the conduct that he you know broke as a figure of you know a, a, a popular figure and the uh, you know the yeah. face the you know one of the faces of the NFL you know that. That comes with, I think, a higher responsibility. And when you do right. something like this and get yourself involved with something like it, not, not everybody, you know, that's famous or that's in the NFL is facing something like this. So obviously there was, you know, something that, you know, started this, even though, like we said, wasn't, you know, uh, you, you know, driven into, you know, uh, criminal charges. Mm-hmm. But there, there needs to be something along the lines of, you know, you violated the the, the conduct of being, you know, in our league and in a face of our league. And, and that's where I think they missed. Hey, I can leave it at this. It doesn't pass the sniff test. Yeah. That, yeah, I, I think that works. Mm-hmm. Works works well there. But we got we, we, we to move past that. You know, the, the ruling is what it is. Um, he, I, I'm not sure if he'll appeal that and try to get it less. I, no. I don't, I don't he'll, see. He'll gladly think, accept right. his $400,000 loss and move on. Yeah, he's, he's going to accept that. He'll be back. Um, Maybe we'll see week seven. I believe they play the Ravens. So we might see him back for a Browns team that, you know, could be around 500. Maybe they're they're lacking some offensive fire there. We'll, we'll see if Brissett can hold it down. But uh, we got to get to the NFC and the AFC West. Continue our NFL preview. We had a lot to talk about. Let's run. All right. Where are we starting? Where are we starting? I'm excited now. All right. Now I'm ready. Oh, he hits the upright again. That's impossible. 
So as we always do, let's start in the NFC, uh, in that NFC West. Let's break this down for what happened last year. Obviously, the LA Rams reigning Super Bowl champions with Matthew Stafford. What a trade that was to really put them over the hump. And they really just had a season that was, you know, what they set out to do, which was trade for a better quarterback, you know, get rid of golf, get, you know, put in a guy that could win you a Super Bowl. And they won it. You know, it was it was just fantastic. Uh, you know, a, a fantastic job of front office putting a team together that can win a Super Bowl and then, you know, finally achieving uh, that goal. Then you had the Cardinals you know, they, who, yeah. That was going to say, they make Hollywood movies out of that. Right, exactly. You know, just just a fantastic season for them. The Cardinals obviously starting, I believe, 7-0 and last year it was that they went off to. Were the first seed in the NFC for a while. Kyler Murray having that fantastic season, you know, MVP probably caliber season, as I did call last year. And then everything, you know, seemed to fall apart. Kyler Murray ends up getting hurt. Uh, Deshaun Watt, or uh, the DeAndre Hopkins ends up getting hurt. Um, he is also suspended for the first six games of this year, as I said uh, earlier, for, for PEDs. Uh, and they just kind of collapsed, you know, ended up having to play, play the Rams in the first round, and that wasn't even, you know, a contest there. So, yeah. you know, the Cardinals come back this year. Uh, they just signed Kyler Murray to his extension. Uh, so we'll have to see, you know, if they can continue to compete like they did last year. Uh, the 49ers, kind of an interesting team right now, going through a little bit of a quarterback change. Uh, right now, slated that Trey Lance will be QB1 and start week one for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo still on the team as the backup, but, you know, what? what is his fate? Does he end up on another team? You know, does, does a backup go down or a quarterback go down in training camp in the next couple weeks? And does, you know, Garoppolo see himself on the move or is he the backup to this team? And, you know, just in case Trey Lance isn't the greatest as he starts out maybe needs you know a, a little more time does Garoppolo you know go in there because the team around him is still a pretty solid team they got a really good defense definitely. and obviously locking up Debo Samuel which we'll talk about was definitely um, a, a, a much needed extension to, to keep a, a star player like that and then you have yeah. the Seattle Seahawks somehow got to seven wins last year I think that's impressive you know enough uh, and this team really blew it up you know trading Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos, you know, getting him out of the NFC and and really, you know, getting a lot of, of draft capital back in return, getting, you know, a nice tight end in Noah Font, getting who what, what will probably be their starting quarterback in Drew Locke, um, you know, still a, a competition with him and Geno Smith. Don't think it matters. You know, two pretty sucky quarterbacks, you know, they're, they're <laughs> not, not the best options uh, to start yeah. there. Um, and, and this team looks like the consensus, you know, last place team, uh, in the West. And we can, you know, kind of start with, with them as, as I already said, uh, you know, trade, you know, the, the big for the Seahawks, you know, finally addressing the situation that this team, you know, had its, had its run. And, and, you know, Russell Wilson in his prime got him a, a Super Bowl. They, you know, the Legion of Boom, great defense. And it really, you know, with, with Wilson getting hurt this year and kind of the whole team, you know, going downhill and, and taking a step back, kind of put into the minds of the Seahawks that, you know, it, it, it may be time to rebuild, you know, trading away. Russell sure. Wilson was a tough thing. Uh, and and now, you know, with with Drew Locke maybe being, you know, that that new, you know, young quarterback, um, they're going to go into this year probably not expecting a lot. And I don't think they're going to get a lot. You know, it's it's kind of a, a team right now that that sits in last place from last year. They, they may win, you know, a couple of less games this year. And that's kind of how I, you know, see them finishing. Well, you know, if you look at the depth of this team, their offense is not bad. No, it's not. Right? It's it's with, a good, it's a solid offense with with questions it is. questions at quarterback. 
100%, right? Uh, oh, God. I mean, Drew Locke and Geno Smith are god-awful, right? And Jacob Eason is the third, so they don't really have an option, right? right? This team should do whatever it takes to get Garoppolo because Rashard Perry, and they got Kenneth Walker in the draft from Michigan State. Right. It's a good right? one-two punch right there. Great one-two punch. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, still two of the best in the in the league, right? You get Noah Fon at tight end. You still have Will Disley. The offensive line is very good, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they have really put a lot of capital in, in and getting Charles Cross in the draft. I loved, you know, from Mississippi State. This offense can make things happen. But you turn over to the defense, and oh my God, yeah, it's, they're it's going gross. to be horrific. The, the problem with the Seahawks defense is even when they were winning Super Bowls and, and getting to Super Bowls and having the Legion of Boom, the Legion of Boom was really the secondary. And then they had the linebackers, you know, obviously yes. with with KJ Wright um, and and obviously Bobby Wagner. Uh, but it, yeah. it was the secondary that really held it down. Richard Sherman being there, Cam Chancellor being there, you sure. know, those those it guys, was, you know, that that, that was awesome. what held it down. They never had this amazing defensive line, you know. And, and now it's getting exposed because they don't have those corners. You know, you have Jamal Adams, and Jamal Adams, you know, has just turned into one of the most, you know, overrated safeties in the league and is really just a, an undersized linebacker that, you know, stops the run. Has he been run. healthy? He, he, since, the, since the trade, yeah, I think he's been hurt all the time. Yeah, he, he's been hurt, but when he's been in there, he's just been a, a lackluster safety. You know, he's, yes. he's a great run defender, but he just he yeah. can't really cover, uh, nope. you know, to, to save his life. And, and you got, you know... At, at corner, you got Sidney Jones in there, who was not right. the greatest Trey on the Eagles. Um, you know, Artie, Artie Burns, Burns is is oh, getting God. getting up there. You know, so so it's not a strong secondary, and then you also don't have the strong you know uh, defensive line, and you've just lost Bobby Wagner and, and KJ Wright. So this yeah. interior is going to get destroyed by the run. You yes. know, w- look at this division. Look how how LA can run the ball with with when Akers is healthy. Look at Arizona last year which was out of the wor- you know, just never saw it coming. Arizona was a better run running team than they were a throwing team, you know. That 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 right. really says it all there. And then San Francisco, we know how they can run the ball with whoever is behind there. Seattle's going to get destroyed. I'm taking Every running back that plays Seattle every week, they're going to get run yep. all over. Now, like you said on offense, they probably could compete. You know, if Drew Locke can, can maybe, you know, come into, you know, something and, and, and be something just to, you know, get the ball to Tyler Locke and DK Metcalf, Metcalf, you could see a Seattle team compete. They're going to finish last in this division. They're not only going to finish last, but they also have to play the AFC West, which is going to be the toughest division on the planet. Yep. This team, if you look at the schedule— there, I, I can't find four wins. I can't. Like, I, I think four wins is going to be a monstrous season for them. Yeah. No, this it's, team it's could rough. be have what this team has its bye week in week 11. They could be one in 10. Mm. Yeah, it, it could be rough for Seattle. Um, but I think on the brighter side, you could be looking at a good situation with Drew Locke, and maybe they actually find something in him. I think that's a perfect season, no matter what the yeah. record is um, for it's Seattle. Gonna be gross. It's going to uh, be gross you, up in there in Rainy Town. Yeah. Uh, then we look at at the 49ers here. Uh, the 49ers having you know an, a, a kind of quiet off season, um, re-signing Jeff Wilson um, for for their running back, uh, getting Ch- uh, Chavarius Ward from the Chiefs at corner, which I think was a, a you know a good signing to get some some secondary depth there. Um, they did actually lose, uh, you know, not not a lot. Uh, you know, they they lost you know one of their backup tackles in Tom Compton, but nothing you know really on the starting um, offensive line. So, you know, pretty much the same team as last year. This well, one... They, they lost they lost Raheem Mostert. Right. He the, went to the, Miami. 
this one, you know, was was just this is about the quarterback trade you know, change. This is about can this team what the the team that got to the NFC Championship last season, you know, can can they have is their ceiling higher with Trey Lance? I think that's the que- the, the question for this team because, you know, we, we've said it every year. How does this team, you know, compete? They they really just, you know, they don't have this incredible offensive line you know they have Debo Samuel Debo Samuel but they don't have anything you know outside of that Ayuk has been pretty much a bust yes but they have George Kittle you know who we kind of forget as is kind of that you know secondary weapon or or maybe the the primary target in that offense when he's healthy so you know they they utilize those two guys a lot and then you're going to have Trey Lance who's definitely going to be running the ball more than you know Jimmy Garoppolo was in in that offense so you know you have sort of their their own system there that that has worked for them and Kyle Shannon for the last couple of years and, and on defense you know again you, you have your Nick Bosa you know you have Javon Kinlaw who was was really strong last season um they Armstrong. like I said they they just went out and tried to get some you know cornerbacks with which Javarius Ward um you also have, you have Jason Verrett who's been on the team feels like forever so th- you know this is a team that they they have their guys that works well in their system and they just play good football and and, and they've been put into positions to win with Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Sure. There's no question he has a higher ceiling than Garoppolo and can definitely take this team you know to another level. But what we saw from Trey Lance throwing the football last year wasn't very good. So you know I, this all based I got a, on. I got Trey a bigger Lance. question for you. I have a bigger question for you. Uh, how much of Trey Lance has anybody seen? Well, we, we haven't seen a lot, but I'm saying from what we've seen, I think it's very similar and you can compare it a lot to what we saw from Justin Fields. You know, Justin Fields did not throw the ball particularly well last year. You know, it just wasn't strong. Had a couple of deep ball throws that, that we saw that were nice. Same thing with Trey Lance. Had some nice deep ball throws. Definitely has that cannon. But the, the short accuracy, the, the crossing routes just wasn't right. very good. They both, however, showcase that they can, you know, they are mobile quarterbacks and they can make incredible plays on the ground. Okay. You know, sure. I, you know, I think that Trey Lance is obviously set up in a much better situation. Um, but, it, you know, Trey Lance, unlike Justin Fields, has a chance to take a team that is, you know, considered a contender, you know, as it's built around and what they have done the last couple seasons. He has this opportunity if, if he is able to go and he is really able to go after, you know, sitting for for most of a season of his rookie season. This could be an interesting year for the 49ers. No, 100%. Look, I, my problem is is that from an evaluation perspective, there's not much to go on, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of balls he threw, 180-yard run he had right. or whatever that play yes. was or, you know, at the beginning of the year that everybody you know, just wasn't expecting. There's no tape on him really in college. I mean, he played one year for North Dakota State and he played against substandard talent. So what do we know about Trey Lance? I mean, it's such a question mark. I, I mean, listen, I'm I'm a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, right? Is he the greatest quarterback in the world? No, but I feel confident putting him out there and helping my team. He has taken co- teams far in the playoffs. Yeah, yes. You know, it, it just, look, this is going to go as far as they can run the ball. Right, Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel doing his little wherever you'll want to line them up. Right, is is the motor of this of yeah. this team? Jeff Wilson and Trey Sermon. I mean, you can just keep throwing really good backs at you. This was never a pass heavy team anyway. Right, so I wonder if with Trey Lance, is George Kittle's value or or Brandon Ayuk's va- uh, value go way down in fantasy football? But you know, my biggest thing is that this is going to be a solid team no matter what. Right. I mean, Fred Warner, who you didn't even talk about, is one of the best linebackers in football. Right. This is a solid team that plays great on both sides of the ball. Their 
uh, first half of the season schedule is cake. Their second half of the schedule gets a lot harder, right? This is a team that I expect will be in the playoffs. No doubt about it. No, I, Do I, I think see they're winning the I, division? I don't. No, I, I don't I, see them winning the division. I think they finish second. I think they finish better than Arizona as I look at their team right now. You know, we're, we'll, we'll get to let's go to Arizona right now and talk about them. But, you know, I, I, I think they have overall a better team. Now, the quarterback is, is just the question. You know, can, can Lance come in? And, and kind of have this season where he you know really shows why he was a top pick. I kind of believe that more than believing that he'll come out and be a total bust um, and, and, sure. and not be good. I, are, I actually, you, are you in the Lewis? Wait, are you in the Lewis Riddick camp where he thinks that he's going to be the dark horse for MVP? No, I'm, I'm not going to you know sound like a <laughs> lunatic up here, but you know look, look at this this Cardinals team and, and what they did in the offseason. They they yeah. what I thought you know was great about them is is they. They looked at James Conner and they kept him. They re-signed him and they re-signed Zach Ertz. I think that was huge. You know, getting, you know, losing Edmonds and getting Conner back. Conner had a fantastic, you know, career, a career-saving year last year um, with the Cardinals. Looked like a different player than in Pittsburgh and was a great player um, for the Cardinals last year. And they have a great run attack. Zach Ertz was a great trade. Didn't have to really give up much to get him. And and they, they re-signed him. I still, I, I still love Zach Ertz and think he can be a really good tight end in this league. And they traded for Marquise Brown. Um, in the wakens that uh, DeAndre Hopkins won't be available for the six, the first six games. So they they kept their offense together. I like that as well. T- took Trey McBride um, to get another big tight end, which could you know definitely be you know something that we see. Maybe he comes you know maybe he comes out and and is an impact tight end um, for for them in that offense. But you know they they lost a lot on defense, losing Chandler Jones, which was you know their best mm-hmm. defensive player is is huge, and then Jordan Hicks, which was probably their best linebacker. You know that's that's a big hit there. Um, for their defense. So, you know, when I look at this team, I, I, I see two problems, you know, on, on offense, I, I like what they have and, and getting Marquise Brown is fine. And, you know, AJ Green being a, a wide receiver too is okay. But having no DeAndre Hopkins for six games is going to be huge for them. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray was not good without DeAndre Hopkins. And then, you know, when both of them were out, the team was just, you know, not even a, a football team. So, you know, that that was rough to, to see there. And I don't think he's going to be this fantastic quarterback without Hopkins um, in there. Right. And then on def- on defense with, with you know, J.J. Watt always being a question mark in terms of health and having no Chandler Jones to be there to, to be on the other side of him. Um, and their linebackers definitely taking a hit uh, with with uh, Hicks going out there. You know, they're, they're leaning on right now Buda Baker to, you know, at, at safety. I think that holds it down, but they're not very strong at, at cornerback. You know, Byron Murphy sits there, and he had a, a good year last year, but they don't have much outside of that. And like I said, right. their, their defensive line took a hit, and, and their linebacker core took a hit. So this defense definitely took a step back in the offseason, in my opinion. And I think when you look at San Fran, they have a much better defense than Arizona does. Yep. And I think San Fran, with their you know easier schedule to start the year, with no DeAndre Hopkins to start the year for Arizona, I think San Fran finishes second in this division. You know, I, I think they make the playoffs. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Rams and how they're going to repeat as champs. I believe that and make the playoffs. And I think Arizona is really looking at this NFC, and and they they might have another year of of that eighth seed. You know, one game looking out because they're you know right over in that five hundred area. Dude, I I totally agree. Um, look, I've never been a huge Kyler Murray fan. I appreciate his athleticism. I don't think he's the greatest quarterback in the world. He got his money, so let's see if he actually studies his playbook and comes out and plays, right? DeAndre Hopkins being gone again for six weeks is ridiculous. 
you know, it's going to hurt them tremendously. Yep. You know, losing Christian Kirk was a great, you know, plug and play. I mean, is that Rondell Moore now? Is that Marquise Brown? We'll see. And and this defense does not scare me, right? The offense, the defensive line is terrible. Dennis Gardick, Zach Allen, Rashard Lewis, and a very aging, beat up, almost broken down J.J. Watt. I mean, yep. l- candidly, will, they, will collectively the four of those people have 15 sacks combined? I don't it, think so. Yeah, it might not happen. And that's what I'm saying. They, they, I don't think they realized how much they lost from Chandler, Jordan, Chandler Jones and Jordan Hicks, you know, just leaving. Just yeah. those two, you know, veteran guys. They're just losing a lot defensively. And they, they honestly weren't even that good defensively last year. So Correct. it can't get any better. Uh, I, I think they take a step back. Um, their you're schedule see, is harder. Yeah. Than, than San Fran's too. I agree with you. I think San Fran finishes in second, but I'm doing it with an asterisk because I just don't know what Trey Lance is going to yeah, give you, me. You just, we just I, don't know. I'm going out on a limb. I'm going out on a limb and that they'll be able to run the ball so effectively that the play action and the RPO and Shanahan will make it work that right. Trey Lance that, will, will finish in second. I think that's why I have hope is Shanahan and look at that offense and look what they've done with just any player that they've gotten in there. You know, any running back, any, you know, gadget wide receiver just seems to thrive in that offense. So I'm pretty, I'm more confident than not that Lance should have a, you know, a successful year. But I'm going to throw one thing out that is going to be crazy. The Arizona Cardinals will not make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, I I basically said that as well. I think it's it's not something that's that's crazy. I think they finish right outside, maybe the that eighth seed. Look, as we're doing this, you know, one team from the NFC has to make it. You know, we think two teams from this West is going to make it. I think two teams from the, the NFC North are going to make it. I think two teams from the NFC South are going to make it. And then right. you just have one division that you know is 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 kind of left out there. So it it, it well, could and, be, and we haven't got to the East, but. Both both Dallas and Philly are right. going to be up it there. It could be. So I think it's a year that Arizona is going to, you know, unless this team finds a way to thrive without, you know, Hopkins in the first six games and their yeah. defense magically, you know, just improves. I, I just don't see it. So, you know, we can get to the Rams now. I, I think the Rams are the obvious choice to repeat. Uh, they are think? probably the <laughs> probably the Super Bowl favorites or, you know, for the NFC at least to get there. Uh, but they you know, lost so much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm saying that tongue in cheek. Yeah, you know, this Rams team basically went into this offseason and, you know, technically they lost OBJ. You know, OBJ kind of not really on a team right now. Maybe he does return. And Whitworth through through retirement. Right. And 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 Robert Woods retiring um, and Von Von Miller. I think that's that's a big one, too. You could say Von Miller. They all got replaced by players of equal stature. Correct. They go out and they get Bobby Wagner, who I still think is a great you know, a great player, an aging player that isn't the, you know, doesn't have the athleticism that he once did, but just is, is a veteran middle linebacker that, you know, can be the captain of your defense and, and man it. Then they go out and they get, they get Allen Robinson, which was just the craziest thing that I'm looking at this again and saying they have Aaron, you know, they have Allen Robinson on their team. So, you know, this team's ridiculous. Um, Stafford is just going to come out with all the confidence in the world. You know, you know, it, it, it almost feels like, that was so big to Matthew Stafford to win that Super Bowl. It, you know how much, you know, stress and pressure was taken off his shoulders after that win. You know, his his whole career, you know, it, it was just changed after that. You know, he was almost considered this, you know, laughing stock, not because of his play, but that he played with, you know, in in a in a city with a franchise that just never won and is just considered a laughing stock league. And you know, it was almost like 
his name was attached to that laughing stock. And, you know, no one really took him serious. Now he gets this, you know, this Super Bowl. He's going to come out just throwing, you know, the ball everywhere. Um, yeah. Obviously, they have Cooper Cup. You know, Allen Robinson will now slot in there as, you know, I, I would assume an upgrade over, you know, OBJ. And OBJ was pretty damn good for them last year. Um, so that, that'll be great to, to see him there. Higby still returns, you know. And their defense only gets better, in my opinion, with the yeah. addition of Bobby Wagner. So, this is a team that's well set up to do exactly what they did last year. They might even finish with more than 12 wins in the NFC this year. Um, but their schedule, you know, this is a first place brutal. Super Bowl schedule. It's brutal, brutal. you know, especially with, brutal. like we said, playing the AFC West, which we'll talk about right after this. Um, that's it, brutal. If they, have, if, if they have a better record... They earned every bit of it. Yeah, and that, and I'm saying that they might. That's just how good they are. You know, we're gonna see it Thursday night when they open up against the Bills. If they can go in and uh, you know and, and beat the Bills, I know it's at home, but if they can if they can get out of you know from their from their Super Bowl, uh, they're gonna raise the banner and all that and beat the right. Buffalo Bills, who are probably the Super Bowl favorites. That'll tell you a lot from from Week One from the Rams. Well, you're also forgetting the most important person that they did not lose. And that was Aaron Donald, right? right? I mean, reports of his early retirement retirement. were greatly exaggerated. And for the moment of hope that us Dallas Cowboy and everybody else in the NFC had uh, was all evaporated when they found out he was re-signed for a couple more years. This team is locked and loaded. I mean, you, you tell me where there's a hole. You know, maybe the offensive line has, you know, some work to do. If, you know, Matthew Stafford, we all know that if you get pressure on him, he can, he's a little bit of a gunslinger. He'll throw the ball to the other team once in a while. That's really your only chance right now is, is blow up the tackles to have her seen in note boom, right? And, and get in his face and make him throw the ball, you know, to somebody else. Because this defense is going to be really good. The offensive weapons are really good. You know, Cam Akers is another year, you know, fully removed from the ACL. Daryl Henderson, you know, is a good one-two backup. But overall, wide receiver-wise, this team has plenty of weapons, including our boy Jacob Harris, who I think I was reading has moved from tight end to wide receiver. Or UCS. That's good to see. Uh, I see him listed as as wide wide receiver five now. So maybe he even makes the roster. That's good to see. Let's go. So I I think this ends pretty similar to last season's rankings. However, I think, you know, LA obviously gets the number one in the West. And I think... The 49ers do finish maybe close to them at, at the two seed. And we could, you know, I, I'm starting to get, a, I, I never was a Trey Lance hater. I never was a Trey Lance lover. I didn't like the fact that they chose him that high. I think it was just insanely, you know, risky. I, I don't, I, I think if you choose a quarterback in the top five, he starts for you day one. I don't like choosing a quarterback top five and then he just sits for a year. But this guy, you know, like I said, when we talk about more about the, the fit that he's in, I think he could su- succeed a lot this year. For the, the 100%. Numbers. I don't think they're going to be right up LA's tail, but I right. certainly think they're going to be the number two. Yeah, I, I agree there. All right, let's get to that AFC West. Uh, the moment This is of, where it could get a little interesting. The moment this is where I don't truth. think we're going to agree. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we're going to agree. Um, you know, this this division is just incredible. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, nope. This is this is four teams that I would go out and consider... Mm, uh, maybe I'll just say it. Consider Super Bowl contenders. Can we can we say that? Is that is that no, okay? Three, in my opinion, three of the four are Super Bowl contenders, not four out of four. All right, you know, but but four four uh, playoff teams. That's that's what we can yes. all you know go out and say. Absolutely. Four teams that can make the playoffs. Four, four excellent teams, quarterbacks. Four, 
You know, Four what, teams that would be would be the NFC East favorites if they were right. in the NFC East. There we go. Uh, so <laughs> you know, as as we look at this this division last year, Kansas City, you know, has been has been running the division a couple of years now. They they win that division at twelve and five. Mahomes has a fantastic year. Uh, Tyree Kill is a fantastic year, and obviously, you know, going out and you know beating be, you know beating the Bills in that you know co- uh, conference or the the second round of the playoffs and what was an incredible game obviously going out to the Bengals was a huge upset prevented them getting back to another Super Bowl uh but you know they're they're they they won that division pretty you know handedly last year uh but they lose Tyree Kill and we'll talk about that um and why that I think that makes a huge difference to this team uh you have the Raiders who ended up making the playoffs after that just unbelievable you know last game against the Chargers there to to come in second in the division get the wild card um they go 10 and 7 I think I think this Raiders team is is severely underrated right now um, because you look at this team and what they did with, you know, going 10 and 7 last year and then adding just just happened to add Devontae Adams this year. You know, that that's just definitely happened. just happened to definitely going to, you know, be something there. And, but Derek and Chandler Carr, Jones <laughs> and Chandler Jones. But Derek Carr was the story of that team. I think he had an amazing season last year. Uh, the Chargers, you know, nine and eight last year. An interesting season. Definitely improvement from from whatever you know was 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 going on in in those couple years with uh do we even dare say say his name at at head coach um i, oh I don't think God. we will uh no. but you know th- this team definitely showed that you know herbert's the man herbert's the real deal but he needs some help you know th- this defense it was was god awful last year it was one of the worst defenses in the league they got ran over every single game they were the worst run defense in the entire national football league uh, so, you know, they definitely went into this offseason to address the defense and they did a good job. And and I think that is why we now consider the Chargers to be one of these top teams um, to compete now. And then you obviously have the Denver Broncos, who we just talked about when we were talking about Seattle. Russell Wilson is the new QB one in town. We thought that this team, you know, had seven wins last year, but just never had a starting quarterback, whether it was Bridgewater in there or was uh, or was Drew Locke. You know, it was it was just bad. Uh, you know, every every week, you know, but they ran the ball really good with the rookie running back Javante Williams. You know, they got Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick to really be involved there. Um, you know, do we see the Denver Broncos turn into just, you know, do they get over that hump with Russell Wilson being the quarterback there? So uh, I want to start with the the Raiders because um, okay. I think the Raiders are the most enticing team in this division. I think they are. You know, you look at a team that won 10 games last year that I don't think anyone had winning 10 games at the start of the season. Um, you know, Carr was Carr was sitting there with Hunter Renfro um, as as his number one receiver, or I guess Henry Ruggs as his number one receiver, but that didn't end up too good for Mr. Ruggs there. You know, with all the distractions with their coach being fired, you know, early in the season, Henry Ruggs, um, numerous other players getting arrested. Um, it was pretty remarkable at how well this team was able to, you know, keep winning games. You know, they had a pretty and, solid. And still their coach couldn't keep his job. Right. Still had a <laughs> solid defense. Still had a solid defense. Uh, they were yeah. able to run with Josh Jacobs. He kind of had a, a pretty good year. He was healthy for most of the year this year, which was, you know, good to see. Um, yep. And and Hunter Renfro kind of took everyone by surprise and, and made everyone kind of stop laughing and said, okay, this, you know, he might be for real as, as a really good, uh, you know, player in this league. So, you and know, got paid. Yeah, and, and definitely got a, a well-deserved extension there. Uh, and what do the Raiders do this offseason to help better their team and, you know, stay with the uh, the AFC West and how it's going? Uh, they go out and they trade for Devontae Adams. 
And that's just not something you see ever in the NFL where the best wide receiver and just one of the best players, you know, in the entire league gets traded and they went out and got him. Uh, they, they, you know, I, I think that's really something that we need to, you know, kind of look at. The Raiders now have the best wide receiver in the NFL on their team. And I think that that is just not being, you know, I think it's Talk being underlooked. Enough. I mean, you're looking yeah. at you're looking at a Raiders team and what it, what they would Derek Carr was able to do with Hunter Renfro. And I love Hunter Renfro. And we just gave all this credit, but there's a difference between Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams. They're, you know, now Hunter Renfro can go back to just being you know a slot shifty guy that that you know he can he's now not even going to be double double covered. You know, he's going to be with slot you know cornerbacks. And now you have Devontae Adams who's just going to go out there do his thing. Um, has played with Derek Carr before in college. I think this is it was just such an incredible, gutsy move that I think more GMs need to look at and say, you know, who cares what they give up? They got Devontae Adams, for God's right. sake. Uh, Chandler right. Jones was another great addition on the defensive, you know, defensive side. They're really, you know, bolstering that defensive line. Uh, you know, that that's something that they, you know, had already had, you know, a good defensive line going into the season. Max mm-hmm. Crosby had an amazing season, you know. They they really, you know, ha- now have one of the best defensive end duos in the league with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby now. So that was just, Vicious. you know, incredible for them to do. Um, you, you know that they don't do anything in the draft, so there's really no reason to go over that. I mean, it's the Raiders for crying out loud. And, right. and you know, when, when you go to their losses, Zay Jones had a couple good games, but they got Devontae Adams. I really don't care. They lost Brian Edwards, had a couple good games. They got Devontae Adams. I just really don't care. <laughs> and they replaced Yannick Ngakwe um, with Chandler Jones, like with we Chandler said. Jones, so right. they, they got a whole lot better this yep. this season. They just got a lot better. You know, th- this offense is for real now. We're talking about, you know, Josh Jacobs, who I continue to say just gets, you know, disrespected, and I don't know why. When he's healthy, he's a really strong running back, and they, you know, have a an, an offensive line that, you know, hasn't hasn't ever been the strongest, but you know they they've never the Raiders. When, when was the last time the Raiders actually you know put money or, or draft you know picks into their offensive line? They, they, it's just not something they do. You know, so this team with Carr and with and with the addition of Adams on offense, it, it's going to be pretty hard to stop um, yep. with how good they were last year. Derek Carr really has a chance to you know have an MVP type season, um, and 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 I think that this Raiders team is set up. To, to do pretty well in, in this division and, so, and what is so going to be a, where, a tough where, season. Where do you have them ranked? Or are you going to wait till the end? I, I think let's go over all these and then I'll I'll, uh, I'll wait till the end. Okay. I don't have to wait till the end because here is where I am going to continue to shock. Mm-hmm. The Las Vegas Raiders will win the NFC West. The AFC West. AFC West because they ain't going to win the NFC West. They are going to win the AFC West. This team is going to have 12 wins. Derek Carr is going to be in the MVP conversation. The combination of Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, and I love Zamir White out of Georgia, you know, and a running back crew. They even have Brandon Bolden for third down and goal line. This team has Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfrew. They picked up Demarcus Robinson from Kansas City, Keelan Cole from Jacksonville. Like this team is solid. And then you throw in one of the best tight ends in the league in Darren Waller, who's unguardable when healthy. I, I love this team, right? My right, only I forget, weakness I on this team. Waller. 
Yeah, my only weakness on this team is their linebacker core. It doesn't, you know, it's not the best against the run. They're going to have to figure out ways to shut down other teams' best running backs. But, you know, from a secondary perspective, they also added Rock Yasin from uh, Indianapolis, who's underperformed as of, you know, coming out of college, but, you know, can be a, a good corner. Add that to Trayvon Morig, their, you know, second round draft pick two years ago out of um, TCU, who's excellent safety, and Jonathan Abram. Th this team has all the makings of a first place finish. They're as brutal as all of these guys' schedules are because they got to play the NFC West and they have to play each other. They, Las Vegas Raiders, do have the best possible other games compared to the other teams. I think this, I think this team is going to find themselves in first place in a top three seed in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, like I said before, you know, when we were in, we were starting the episode, I just don't think you can, you know, look at anyone's opinion on who's going to win this division and really say anything crazy about it. I think all opinions on on who really is the best team in this division can be, val you know, va valid in, in some way. Uh, I think they Except finish... For one. Except for one. I think they finish second in, in this division. I like okay. I like the Raider, the Raiders to finish second. Um, they're definitely a, an 11 or more than their 10 wins last year. I think they can improve on that and win 11, 12 games this year. Um, and, and we could definitely be looking at a sneaky little pick of Derek Carr, you know, in, in MVP conversation. So I like that as well. Um, I, I think this is perfect to go. Um, with you know, I love the the addition of Devontae Adams so much. I think it's you know an under it's underrated how no one's mm -hmm. you know going that crazy about it. I think let's go to the Kansas City Chiefs because they had the exact opposite and lost you know one of the the just the best players in the entire National Football League. You know, losing Tyree Kill, um, which I'll talk about in a second. Losing Tyron Matthew, which was probably their best player on defense. Uh, so they lost their best player. You know, let's take Mahomes out of it for a second. Losing their best. You know, special specialty player on on offense and their best player on defense. I mean, that's huge. That that's that that is that yeah. is just huge to to see. You know, they they went out and replaced Matthew with Justin Reed, which is you know he's just not as talented, but had a good year in Houston, and I think Houston. it's an okay replacement. Um, and they they tried to replace Tyree Kill with Juju Smith-Schuster and Marcus Valdez Scantling, which is fine. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm -hmm. You know, hasn't really played in a while. Um, you know, could but be still a still real young. Yeah, still young, and it, you know, once upon a time at fourteen hundred yards in a, in a season. So we could see him get back to that. Marcus Valdez Scantling has the you know the deep ball threat, uh, but right. you're missing you know a thing. Neither of these guys are Tyree Kill, and, and neither of these guys no. are anything close to Tyree Kill. Which but is why did you, did you get Hill two and Sky Moore in the draft? You absolutely did not. And, and okay. you know, I was going to go with that. I like the draft. Trent McDuffie, they definitely got the corner that they needed. George Karloftis, I, you know, go back and look at what I was saying about him. I wanted the Cowboys to take him so bad. I love that as an edge pickup. And I like Sky Moore to be, you know, a, a shifty slot receiver um, that could definitely give you some of what Tyreek Hill did. But I look at this team, and and I, and I, I seriously think we're looking at Tyreek Hill here and saying, you know, Tyreek Hill is one of the only players that you can say I think single-handedly has won games for their team, for his, you know, for his team. Tyreek Hill has gone into some games, and he has turned. You know, look at look at the Bills game, for instance. You know, in the in the the second round of the playoffs last year, when you talk about what other player is taking a slant across the middle with a minute left in the game and turning it to an 80-yard touchdown to to send the game to overtime, you know, no one else is doing that in the entire NFL. So, you know, you're you're seriously looking at, you know, a, a Chiefs team that traded a player that 
single-handedly won games for them, and I truly believe that. Um, yep. and, I, and I think that is being severely underlooked. You're looking at a Chiefs team that won 12 games last year, but now have lost their best offensive and defensive player, and I don't think they... I don't think they get back to that 12 games, you know, and you're looking at a Vegas no. team. I, I think a Vegas, the Vegas team wins 11, maybe, you know, back at that 10 spot. You know, one of the, I won't spoil it yet, you know, Chargers or Denver, I obviously have winning the AFC West because I ain't picking the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs honestly could finish last. I'll, I'll take them to finish third. But, you know, I, I think this Chiefs team is going to take a major hit. You know, we have never seen... Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill, uh, yep. you know, he he's going to have to affect. How does it affect Kelsey? Right. You, you know, I, I love that they have Kelsey still, and that's, you know, a big plus for them. But Kelsey really just thrived because the middle was taken away because you needed so much help on the outside. Correct. Now no, that's what I'm saying, right. Well, how does that change? Look, Def- the way defense is played. 100%. Them. So now we're going to have to, we're, he, Mahomes is going to see different looks for the first time in his career. He's going to have all different weapons on the outside for the first time in his career. I just think the Chiefs could get caught in a tough start. I think they could lose some games in the division, and I think they have an underperforming year. Now, we could very well see all four teams in in this division make the playoffs. We could see three teams make the playoffs. So I'm not going to say that they missed the playoffs. I don't think they finish in the top two as a top two team in this this division. Definitely not. Having their schedule... I don't think you could possibly have crafted a harder schedule. Yeah, Their brutal. first 10 games are all against playoff teams from last year. Yeah, they have 12 ridiculous. overall against playoff teams from last year. Right? 12 of the 17 games. And the other games are against Denver. Two of them are Denver, who has improved. So, yeah. like, this is a really, really I, hard schedule. I think you see a there wake up. There is no way they repeat. You see a, no you see a, a kick in the... A kick in the balls, I guess I'll say yes. it to the to the uh, to the however, those 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 Chiefs that have been ruling the NFL for a while. However, they still have Chris Jones and Frank Clark, and now right. you know Karloftis. They have a good line, right? They have real a pretty good secondary. I don't like the right side of their line with Trey Smith and, and Andrew Wiley. I think that's susceptible. I love Joe Tooney at, at you know on the left side and Creed Humphrey, their their center that they got last year. Orlando Brown on the on the left tackle. That that side's fine, right? But I it, it it does play how defenses are going to change their scheme, right? When you don't have Tyree Kill in there, yep. it, is Travis Kelsey taking a major step back this year? Yeah, you know, I think that's interesting to see. And, and the other part is, you know. I'm I'm just I, I just I just think that the other teams are just getting better. No, they, they are. I, I don't All the other teams so definitely the, had better off seasons than the Chiefs by far. No, but, but I, what I'm getting at is I don't think it's so much the Chiefs have gotten so much worse. No, that 100%. All of a no get, way. I just think with a harder schedule and better competition within the division, this is a team that has have to take logically a step back. Yeah. I want to do some type of film review on this because I don't think a lot of people understand really what the Tyree Kill is going to do for the for for defenses and how they play. You know, you saw there's a reason two years ago, three years ago, you saw so many Tyree Kill deep bombs, you know, 80 yard, 70 yard touchdowns because teams really, you know, you know, tried to press up on them and 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 keep them, you know, jam them at the line of scrimmage, and it just didn't right. work. He's too right quick, right. and right. that's what happened last season. You saw something actually different. You saw a lot of teams. Back up, give 10, 15 yards of cushion, you know, to, to Tyreek Hill in that whole offense. And what did Mahomes and the Chiefs do? They just dumped it down, you know, 15 yep. yards here, let Tyreek Hill juke someone out. Kelsey had about 
20 million button curls for, you know, 10 yard mm -hmm. catches. And that's what they did. They took long drives and they just had a different sort of, you know, uh, feel for their offense last year. Now you are taking away the whole premise of how defenses play, you know, your offense. You know, they weren't, they, they didn't care really about Patrick Mahomes being back there. It was about Tyree Kill and what he could do. Now I, I think you're going to see a lot less fear when you play the Chiefs. And sure. look, we could see Patrick Mahomes just, you know, go out there and and have one of his best seasons yet, and just make all of us shut up. Which I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see. But I think that this is this Tyree Kill trade and not him not being there is going to take a bigger hit than people think. So I'd have them finishing it, third. Um, if the Chiefs come in, if the Chiefs come in first and Patrick Mahomes throws for five thousand yards and forty touchdowns, get just hand over the MVP to him. Right. Uh, that's basically what we're saying. I just don't think yeah. that that happens. It could though. We yeah. could definitely see yeah. it. Um, yeah. in, in last. You know, I, I think that they it's just tough because I just think the other three teams are still better. But, you know, I, I still think Denver finishes last year. Um, obviously, oh, getting getting Russell Wilson was huge. You know, it gives them a chance to to do something this year and actually put yep. together what what is a really good roster and have them, you know, uh, definitely compete in this division and compete in the AFC. Because if they didn't trade for Russell Wilson, you could just pack it up, send it home and Denver would have been a five win team this year. Uh, but they get Russell Wilson. They had to do it. it might still um, be. Yeah, and it might still be. But, you know, they, they, they give themselves a chance with Wilson. Um, they re-signed Melvin Gordon to have their one-two punch with him and Javante Williams. They get Randy Gregory, which was, you know, a, you know, a little bit of a steal from those from our Cowboys yep. there. Um, and they and they get Kareem Jackson at safety. So good signings in the offseason there. They get Nick Benito, the linebacker there out of uh, out of Oklahoma, I Ohio believe. Okay. Or, Ohio, yeah, um, Oklahoma or Ohio no. State. No. Um, yeah. I like that as well. And, you know, they, they really only had to give up Font, Noah Font, who was inconsistent at times, but, you know, I think has a better opportunity in Seattle. Um, and, and, and Drew Locke, you know, who was awful for them. So they didn't, they didn't lose much. They didn't have to give up no. anything incredible for, for Russell Wilson except draft capital. Um, but when I still look at this team, there's just a lot of unknown. You know, they, they were able to run the football last year, but they didn't get Russell Wilson to run the football. You know, they really want to maximize the, you know, the ceilings of Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy and Tim Patrick. Now, we have not been able to see Sutton, Judy and Patrick stay on the field together because they're all either hurt, you know, or, you know, suspended or it's it's just kind of a mess there. So this team is all about health. You know, we could also see Albert O, who I think probably could play the same role as Noah Fant, probably be a good um tight end one for them. Uh, but we, we really have to see this offense, you know, stay healthy and see if Russell Wilson uh, can can do, you know, Russell Wilson things and, and be that quarterback that makes these wide receivers better because Drew Locke definitely wasn't doing that. And then defensively, when you look at them, I think that's where we saw last year that they had a fantastic defense. And that's why one of the reasons that they did the Russell Wilson's trade was, was you know, to to take this defense and say, you know, we have a winning chance with this defense. Might as well get, you know, a, a star quarterback to to help us, you know, maybe put it all together uh, and compete in this division. Justin Simmons is one of the best uh, safeties in the entire league. I, I like that as well. They went out and got Ronald Darby um, to, to pair with Patrick Sertain, who was excellent last year um, as their rookie uh, at, at corner. So they got a pretty solid secondary. Um, you know, th this, this team definitely uh, makes me look at, at them and say it's it's a it's an all around pretty good team, um, but it it, it it just doesn't give me the same excitement as the Raiders trading you know for Devontae Adams the the Chargers so getting you like so you like astronomically the Adams battle uh, <laughs> yeah 
it, it just doesn't, you know, their offseason doesn't strike me as, you know, better sure. than the other three teams. And and it kind of puts me in this position where the, the Broncos could definitely make the playoffs th- this year. They definitely could finish high in this division. But in my opinion, I, I just, I don't think they will. Hey, listen, they have Trey Quinn. Remember mm-hmm. him from SMU? I do. They, you know, uh, and they have Travis Fulgham. Remember the guy from the the Eagles yep. who had two great games oh, and yeah. everybody thought he was an all-star? No, but all seriousness, this is a much improved team from last year who's unfortunately in the wrong division. Yep. Right? I agree. They're in the wrong division with a brutal script schedule. Brutal. Right? This is a team that could win five games and be the best five-win team in the history of the NFL. They could also go win eight or nine, and nobody's going to be like, okay, it's fine. Like, this is a team that probably will win eight games, right? They'll be mm-hmm. eight and nine. They'll be nine and eight. They'll be right around there. They're going to finish in last in the AFC West. Russell Wilson will have a good year. Javante Williams is an absolute stud. He should be drafted very high, higher than most people are, are probably predicting, right? Melvin Gordon is starting to tail off a little bit. This is going to be Javante, Javante, Javante. But Cortland, Jerry, and Tim have never been healthy together. I mean, I don't have the stats on me, but I guarantee you they've played less than 10 games, all three of them on the field together, mm-hmm. right? This has to be a, the health is a major concern. The line is a major concern. And other than Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, I don't see anybody getting to the quarterback. Right. So and- I just, I just think it's, I think it's going to be a good team. I just, I have, don't have high expectations just because Russell Wilson came to town. When we saw Russell Wilson at his best in Seattle, he had a pretty decent offensive line and he had really strong weapons with a good run game with, you know, obviously Marshawn Lynch. What I'm looking at here is they have the run game, which I like. They definitely don't have the offensive line. So it's going to be like Seattle where he's running for his life once again. Yep. And they don't have as good, you know, he doesn't have as good weapons as he did, you know, at, when he was winning Super Bowls in Seattle. He didn't, not even as, you know, what he had last year in Seattle with Lockett and, and Metcalf. So you have to bring that into, you know, and, and think about that. And you also, I think we also have to look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson wasn't really that good last year after he came back from, from his finger from injury. injury. So, right. you know, we have to look at this and say, you know, Russell Wilson in a league, in a division with Patrick Mahomes, he's not better than Patrick Mahomes. Is he better than Derek Carr right now? I, nope. I don't no. think so. And is no. he better than Justin Herbert? No. So no. You know, and he's thirty three years old. Right. It we starts have, to fall. I mean, if you're not Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, it starts to fall apart. Right. I never thought we would say this, but Russell Wilson is the worst quarterback in the <laughs> in the division, which is tough to yeah. say because you still consider Russell Wilson a top half quarterback, a top twelve quarterback. That's just how stacked this division is. So I think it's tough, but I think Denver finishes in last, and we get. Yeah. To the final team that I go out and say will win the AFC East. I think it's the LA Chargers. Um, I was high on this team I'm last year. I'm dying to hear why. I was high besides on this team your, last year. They won wait, nine besides games. Besides your tremendous man crush on Justin Herbert. Uh, this was this was the best offseason or a top three offseason in the NFL, um, in my wow. opinion. Uh, when you go out and, you know, obviously they're, you know, they didn't get Devontae Adams. And I love that about the Raiders. But... You know, when you go out and get J.C. Jackson and address your biggest need by far, which is defense and probably corner because that cornerback room was just is really just atrocious. And you get J.C. Jackson, who is considered probably the best unbecoming corner in the league. And you throw him, you know, a, a pretty good contract. I think it's all, you know, every penny of that is worth it. Go out and trade for Khalil Mack, which addresses another one of your biggest needs, which is, you know, an edge slash linebacker that you can pair um, with Mr. Bosa over there, which, you know, he's been all alone for, for a couple seasons now, which I think was 
a big thing that that they just went out and got the best guy available, you know, via trade. Get Khalil yeah. Mack, get JC Jackson, re-signing Mike Williams, so keeping him and Keenan Allen together, which has been a fantastic trio with, you know, Justin Herbert throwing them the football, and getting a big tight end in Gerald, Gerald Everett, who slots in right at tight end one uh, because they really haven't had one since Antonio Gates uh, retired. So, you know, that that is four needs addressed and getting, you know, premium players at those, position, uh, at those positions. They go into the draft. They get probably their number one need um, with the number one, you know, player available on the board with Zion Johnson getting an interior offensive lineman. Uh, they they need interior offensive linemen um, really bad because, you know, last year they, they spent their first round uh, getting their franchise offensive tackle and Rashawn Slater. That worked out really well. This one, you're going to get the guard that slots right next to him. They're just building a very solid team with sure. one of the best quarterbacks in the entire football, you know, NFL. So this team, to me, um, took an enormous step forward. They're going to get a health, healthy Eckler back. You have all the weapons in the world for Herbert, who is just, you know, unbelievable. Um, and defensively, you know, I, I would still say this, the run defense still scares me because I don't, I, I really think they needed to invest in a, in a nose, you know, big fat, def- you know, fatty defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't entirely do that. Um, they went out and got Sebastian Joseph day from the Rams. I, yep. I don't think that's the answer, you know, big guy, but you know, not in my opinion, not the answer. Um, you know, they, they are probably still going to get run over. But again, they improved the linebacking core um, by by adding um, by adding Khalil Mack in there. Um, I think that was a good job, and and really getting J.C. Jackson to be that that corner alongside Asante Samuel Jr. Um, that's going to be a lockdown pair for the Chargers there. So you know, they they're real. Their only weakness to me is that is that run defense, but. You know, they should be putting up points left and right that it really shouldn't take, you know, a, as big of a toll on them as, as it did last year. Sure. No, the team is solid. Don't get me wrong. Justin Herbert, the, the guy who you, I guess, whose hair you envy most, or, or is it his, you know, big right arm? Uh, I, I never was quite sure. <laughs> but he, uh, <laughs> you know, your man crush is strong. I get it. Listen, he's, he's, he's awesome, right? Great talent. Eckler, you know, Really good gadget running yep. back. You know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are ageless. They're just they're 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 phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, and Joshua Palmer is an emerging talent. I, I don't love Jever, Gerald Everett. You know, I that doesn't really get me all excited at the tight end area. Their offensive line is improved. Here's where my problem is, right? So you know they they got Kenneth Murray, you know, at Oklahoma a couple of years ago. He's not turned into the number one you know, first round draft pick that they've hoped for. He needs to be better. Khalil Mack, is there gas in the tank? You know, because yeah, man, be. first season last least. year, last year was terrible. You know, I mean, it, it really was atrocious, right? The guy's 31 years old, so he should have some gas in the tank, but I haven't seen, I, I haven't seen Khalil Mack good until, or the last time I saw him that he was really impressive was when he got traded from the bears. And on the first like game that he played, uh, he had like two strip sacks and a fumble. Like I haven't seen him play well since then. So, you know, Asante Samuel is undersized and got torched plenty last year. Derwin James is amazing, but needs to stay healthy. And the JC Jackson, you know, addition is great. But at the end of the day, besides Bosa, who's getting the quarterback, right? Because right. I, I just don't think Khalil Mack's that player anymore. So mm-hmm. I like what, like you said, they have improved. They are a solid team. They have an outstanding offense that will score points. I don't think they're as good as the Raiders. I really nope. don't. 
I think that the uh, the schedule starts off relatively easy, especially now they have Cleveland with without Deshaun Watson, right? They have Jacksonville and Denver and Seattle in the beginning of the season. As they get towards the end of the season, they finish with Las Vegas, Miami, Tennessee, Indianapolis, the Rams, and then Denver, right? It's going to, and in there they have Casey and San Fran. It gets brutal down the stretch. Right. Yep. So I expect this team to run out to about probably a six and one, seven and one stretch. And then it's just going to be, you know, can you beat the good teams, you know, down the stretch? Mm-hmm. I think they come in second. They absolutely make the playoffs. They actually have double digit wins. I think they're going to fall one or two short of L.A. or, mm-hmm. or L- uh, Las so, Vegas. So we're both we're both going last place, Denver, third place, Chiefs. Yes. Are we? Yep. Are we? You know, right now. I'm saying the Chiefs, you know, if, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say the Chiefs missed the playoffs this year. I'm going to go that far ahead and, and and that that deep into it. I think they missed the playoffs. I think they finished third. I think the Raiders make the playoffs uh, in the wild card as, as that second place team. And I think the Chargers are set up to just have a, an incredible season. I think Herbert is my MVP pick. Um, and and I I just love the team and what they did this offseason. I I. I'm not ready to say they're not going to make the playoffs yet because the the two wild cards in all this are going to be the Dolphins in the East, right, and Tennessee in the South, right? right? So you, I, I think those are the two teams that, you know, are we ready to say that Kansas City is going to fall behind both of them? All right, that is, that is true. So but I already said that, it, that's so where no taking it back. Yeah, all right. Well, it's no taking it back. I'm not there yet. I, right. I'll give my official like you know playoff predictions after we finish the East, but I'm not there yet. I, I really got to I got to dive into Miami a little more before next you know on Friday before we uh, before I make that prediction. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So we'll get to the East. Our last two divisions on Friday. Um, we'll where is there. that? Where Dallas plays? We went to our Cowboys in the NFC East, uh, and then that AFC is pretty interesting. The Bills, Super Bowl favorites, but you know, like we said, does does Miami? Uh, make it out and, and become a playoff team with with the addition of Tyree Kill, and I think you keep, see me keep my same theme with that Tyree Kill, his his ability to to just you know be a transcendent uh, player. I think he might take Listen, Miami over the hump. When we get my when we get to Miami, nobody's made better additions. The question at the end of the day is like so many other ones that we've posed with other teams. It, right. It's all going to be Tua. Yep. Can right. the, if 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 Tua can play like. Alabama Tua, Miami's making the playoffs. If yep. Tua plays like he's played in the NFL with all these new weapons around him, then then your Kansas City Chiefs are going to be in there. Yep, that is uh, that that is the truth. Um, we'll we'll be back Friday and we'll finish up our NFL preview. Uh, we'll see everyone there.